Welcome everybody. Welcome back to the eleventh episode of this podcast. It's been a very hot minute. I think I took a break for one week, but I did take this break for a special reason because I handed in my thesis deadline, handed in my thesis project on deadline that was this week, and I think my guest is frozen. So I don't know if he's um, hearing this or when he's about to talk, but. In this, my, I guess, coming back episode, I guess this is me coming back to the podcasting life, I have invited my boyfriend again for um, <laughs> for episode that I did plan this time, like I did have a topic to talk about, um, and which will be culture shock. So the reason why I wanted to talk about the culture shock is that, uh, as you might know, I went to a few countries. Um, I lived in a few countries for my studies and for internships. And also, um, yeah, I, I've seen a few things that were a little bit different than what I'm used to. I'm not saying that this is going to be like hating on all these things. It's just, yeah, it's just, I think, little differences that we've noticed that is just different. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is a really bad introduction, but I don't know. This is what we're going to do. We're just going to talk about our culture shocks. But before we're going to start, um, I want to reintroduce the life update. I want to give the floor to the guest, the special guest of this episode. Maybe for the people that don't know you, do you want to like briefly introduce yourself and what have you been doing? I'm Andrew and I'm May's boyfriend. And um, these days it has been a little bit busy. Um, I've been making a few panels. Today was a big day. And uh, yeah, it's, it's for my studio, my whole bedroom, quote unquote studio. I'm very excited. Yeah, and I think if you want to know more about this guy, you should listen to our Mango Tango episodes. I think we talk a little bit more about who you are, what you're doing. Yes. So my week has also been pretty standard. No, I it's guess. not standard. You finished the thesis. <laughs> I don't... I did, but it doesn't feel like an accomplishment yet because I still have to graduate. Um, I still need to do a defense and that is going to be in 10 days. I still have to like prepare for this. So I'm not officially graduated yet. I actually tried to do a vlog, like make a vlog about that day, but it's, I don't know if I'm going to release that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll let you know. Maybe I don't want to let you know. So other than that, I have been deaf. I have been scrolling on the internet getting into tiktok uh trying to find a job or go on linkedin without getting depressed any five minutes that i'm on that social media platform but that hasn't been succeeded yet and i feel feeling actually a little bit down i like i definitely have been feeling that post-graduation depression or i don't know if they you you'd say it like that but uh yeah yeah i haven't been really i feel like i should be more happier about me finishing this this program that I actually am. But I don't want to talk about this too much. So we prepared for this episode a little bit, right? Like we wrote down um, the countries that we went to and, and the things that we found different. Mm-hmm. So let me pull up the documents. Yeah, we've, we've, all, we've both talked about um, culture shocks a lot, like just within ourselves. You asked me about what culture shock do you have there and this and that. It's always hard for me to actually... That's true. 
remember the shocks because you've already been through them. But at that point, when you were mm-hmm. there, you actually had a, oh, this is different or like this is weird. You know, it's a yeah, exactly. And I and I don't think we're necessarily like talking about like big culture shocks. Um, but we're all just talking about also like small things that we've noticed. Mm-hmm. Just maybe, oh yeah, they don't use spoons or something like that. You know, like you this really mundane, a few things like little about things. Countries. So yeah, there are probably like a thousand more that we couldn't think of mm-hmm. when we were preparing. Yeah, uh, the points. But I hope, I hope you will enjoy. So tell me, tell me about your your um, China experience. Yeah. So I think. As I said in one, well, I said in one of my other episodes that I did an internship in China. So yeah, China obviously is a whole different country. Obviously, they speak don't speak the same language. Hashtag culture shock. Okay, no joke. Um, yeah, but what I remember because this has already been like years ago. I think 2016 was the last time that I've been there. So. I do remember the first thing that I noticed was the girls are so freaking skinny. But I feel like being skinny as a girl there is really also part of their beauty standards. Like I've seen skinny girls before, right? And I also like throughout whole Asia, I think the girls are pretty skinny. But in China, like bruh, this is like they're like sticks. But they're the skinniest girls in Asia. Uh, I've th- I think for like it's like China or Korea, but I think but what if on my mind I remember China to be like very 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 skinny, and the funny thing was well not funny but like China has also been the place where I gained the most weight so like it was a very funny mm-hmm. like juxtaposition like seeing all those freaking skinny girls and then like me just eating and like all those different things because it, I was in Shanghai so they had a lot of food. And different things that I've never eaten, and they have like basically because it's like such a world city. They have like so many different types of cuisines from all over the world, and they do it well. So I was just basically eating all the time because I was like in paradise. So yeah, the the skinny girls was a little bit of a shocker for me, um, and then which also ties into this was the late night stores and the shops like the 7-Elevens, the, the marketplaces. So because I was from the like the Netherlands and, and also from this very small town, like our shops closed closes uh, at six or seven. Sometimes the supermarkets stay open till like eight or ten, right? Like on certain days. But we don't really have like those um twenty four hour tiny supermarkets. We don't have seven eleven or we have like um night shops but those are maybe in the city. They have like one or two, I think. In the whole city? Like in the bigger cities. Yeah, and then they have like... And that's like the food like and the little snacks there. It's like very expensive. Like they mark up the prices a lot. So you don't do your groceries there just for like a late snack uh, type of thing. So it's not a thing to to like... That is so weird. Have this concept. Like, and I loved it. I think this is also contributing to me getting a lot of weight because I loved like to get like my snacks or like when I came home from work or like when I was out with friends, you just like hop into like one of those stores and grab a snack. So that was for me like also a thing like, oh my God, why is this not a thing in here? Like, I love this. And there are also so many, haven't you noticed? Like on every corner of the street or every street, there are like four or three. Like I remember I was living in this apartment complex and they had this um, 7-Eleven 
or like a Watson's. I, I don't know exactly. They have a few different brands, right? There was like one right next to my building, right? When I walked down, there was like one. Or when I go to the metro, I already like, it was, it was like a five minute walk. I already like um, saw, came across, encountered, mm-hmm. <laughs> located. The they were like a... <laughs> there were like, I think like three in like a radius of... 500 meters there were like three of those 7-elevens i mean china's a big city so i guess it's like the same in Bangkok it works too. yeah but even in myanmar i've seen a lot of those yeah the whole of asia has a lot of those 7-eleven 24-hour shops and i'm i'm all in for it like i love it and another thing that i noticed in china is wechat i think um i think most of them know about wechat <laughs> i don't know but um so in the Netherlands, so it's funny how every country uses like have like their messenger app mm-hmm. or like their main social media, like yeah, main texting messenger app. So in the Netherlands, it is WhatsApp. Um, but in China, it's all WeChat, Weixing. And what I found so cool about WeChat was that it is not just a messenger app. It's like literally basically all social media apps that we use here in the Netherlands, like Facebook, Instagram, uh online shopping right that is all like integrated in this whole wechat infrastructure so wechat you can like obviously chat but you also have like basically stories like uh, uh, instagram facebook like it's all in there so that was super centralized not a great idea it is like i don't i don't know whether i love it or i hate it it was convenient you don't need to Uh, but everything goes to one company also, of course, like there are sensory issues. Sensory issues in China? I don't know if you call it if like you that. Say it's a sensory, sens- it's gonna be like sensor, you know what I mean? Okay. Well, what I'm trying to say is that I needed to use VPN okay. in China to access like Facebook and among other things. <laughs> <laughs> So I never worked with VPN for like, I have no idea what a VPN was at that point. But uh, yeah, I got a VPN. It was actually a little bit annoying. You have to like put it on and off every time. Otherwise it changed your battery. Yeah, yeah. But it worked. And yeah, I also noticed, oh, I heard, I don't know from personal experience, but I heard that you all can't also access like those erotic websites. Oh, you I, didn't know? I didn't know oh, that. Okay. So I heard that you need a VPN for that as well. Um, okay. <laughs> so um and then there was also this thing in shanghai they have like this club promoters and it's basically for foreigners and then i mean basically white people that just uh get free access and free booze and a table in in the clubs there and because um i was friends with like other white people there because I went to like a, a language school too for a little bit. Each promoter I think works with a few clubs so um, you have to, if you want to be on the guest list you have to like text them, hey can you put me on the guest list and say like yeah yeah just be here by by 10 or so. Like, like the hours aren't like the necessary, like you go party hours but you can like go in, get your name, like get your wristband and you can go out and go somewhere else right and you come back later when it's popping. So they like I think they do it or they definitely do it just to attract the foreigners in their club and then it can be like oh yeah look how cool we are like the foreigners club here right so you go there you get a wristband um and then 
you'll get this table and they serve yeah they serve you like fake alcohol so you you do taste that it's like not real but at that point you're like yeah fuck it like it's free it's cheap alcohol yeah i don't know yeah you like then they put it in those like yeah expensive bottles real bottles so you think you're drinking you think you're drinking like this like vodka or something. Mm. Like you think you're drinking a Grey Goose, but it's probably like just distilled in like a rural China somewhere in in the countryside. The, the but sketchy clubs in Myanmar do the same thing. They put in these really? um, um, gold label, red label bottle, Johnny Walker, mm-hmm. cheap shit. That's why you never like yeah. accept a like a unsealed bottle. <laughs> mm. But that was that was I think my wildest clubbing nights like we went out so much because it was free basically you only need to pay for like transportation or you take the metro that's how you got <laughs> so yeah the clubs alcohol. were freaking wild honestly the, <laughs> the shanghai nightlife is wild it's wild in honestly <laughs> so yeah and then like a downside of i think big chinese cities is the air pollution i knew of course there was like air pollution but living in this this city for like a few months i felt it on my throat right like you really do feel the effects of or at least i really felt the effects of of breathing that air for like so long so i can't only imagine like how how somebody that lives there for like their entire life might feel affected by it i guess when you go out uh i did sometimes so what i used was this air quality app and every day I checked, okay, is it like really bad or it's not that bad? <laughs> so that was also a habit that I picked up there, right? I don't do it here anymore. But like, that's what I did there before I went out. Okay, I was checking what is the air quality Isn't today. Isn't always bad though? Uh, I mean, I think generally it's always bad. But I mean, you don't really always put a mask. Okay. Back then, I ne- like I saw people wearing masks. It was normal, but it wasn't, I think... Like, everybody wore a mask how it is these days with the coronavirus. Oh, so people actually don't wear masks there? No. If I, if I, I never lived there, like, I would wear masks. Most mask. of the time, I never wore masks. Oh, really? Maybe that's why you notice the effects long term. Yeah, like, you really feel like you have a sore throat after a day out. I mean, does is this going to stop me to go back to Shanghai and live there for, for a few months or years again? No, but it's definitely a risk or downside if you go to these kind of cities so this is what i noticed or remembered from my my time in china what about your country your next destination my first country outside of myanmar is um thailand obviously it's cheap chiang mai i was there for a youth work camp with the ymca first time i was there right i i mean i know how they look like generally as a you know I don't know. Population. Yeah. I don't know how Singaporeans look like at that point. Or like, you know, um, Vietnamese people look like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you could, for example, if you walk through a street, you could point yeah, out, that's okay, that's I mean. like a Thai guy. Yes. Okay, Thank okay. You. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, so I know what they look like, but um, but I've never had, like, seen them physically. So I don't know that. And uh, when I when I got there... And especially when I got out at night, right? When people dress nice and stuff, like you really see that tie, you know, makeup heavy, like eyebrow, you know, drawing faces. And they're very, very plastic to my taste, okay? From where I grew up, like it's just not how 
normal people look like. But this is Bangkok, right? You're talking、Chiang、about、Mai. like the big city Bangkok. Oh, Chiang Mai. I mean, it, it applies to Bangkok too. But Chiang Mai is my、mm. first like first time I went there. I never I didn't went to Bangkok at the first、um, trip, but I already saw a lot of these same things, and、um, it was a little shocking. But, oh. You know, you see them like, especially up close. You're like, oh my god, like you know, got a lot of shit on your face. You know. <laughs> Wait, but don't you think that is because of the sex tourism? What do you mean? They're normal.、People. I mean, like in okay. Oh, really? Like it's because like when you say like big city, go out at night. Thailand is no, kind no, of no, known no. for it's, like it's not like you know special people doing for special purposes. It's just like that is、okay. how they dress nice and look nice. You know what I mean? Okay, that okay. is their version of it. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just I never uh, uh, been exposed to that at that time, and I, I was quite young, right? So I, I, we didn't have a nightlife in Yangon. So that was when I was exposed to like, oh my god, this is what people do.、I'm、like, what the hell, you know? It was shocking. But <laughs> you were just like a country boy for the、I'm、first time in a big、boy. city. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, country boy. Ah, country boy, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And I was also exposed to the options of so many products and the colors and the options. I'm like, <laughs> you know, that was what that was twenty fifteen, twenty fifteen, and、mm-hmm. Myanmar. The point is, Myanmar is not developed quite yet at that point, and nobody's investing in Myanmar yet. So we didn't have much shit, and when I got there, I was like, even in Chiang Mai, right? Chiang Mai is not a Chiang Mai is not Bangkok. It's not a big city. It's like it's a pretty small town. It's not much people there,、um, but they have a lot of lot of stuff everywhere. You go somewhere like these Seven Elevens and stuff. I noticed it like <laughs> first time there. That was shocking. Like I have never been exposed to that much options in my whole life. And yeah, I also exposed to air pollution my first time in my whole life. I didn't know it was air pollution. I thought it's just like the whole city is kind of misty and foggy. I have no <laughs> fucking idea. It's cute. I mean, it's kind of north up, you know, in the country.、Kind of, it's a little colder. My mom told me that, yo, it's not、um, fog or mist. It's 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 air pollution. I'm like, well, real? <laughs> yeah. I was surprised, and then、um, she she told me that、uh, when you go up to the mountain, okay, so this is it's like the main <laughs> like main thing of the city, I guess. Yeah.、Uh-huh. So, well, she said, my mom said, when you go up there, look down at the city, and you can get really nice photo. You know, it's the skyline, blah 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 blah. She was like saying that. I'm like, okay, I was expecting that, and I took the shot, and it was so foggy. It was just smoke everywhere. Young me was very naive. <laughs> okay, let's carry on. And and then like I think a year later or like a few months later, I don't remember the exact year. I got to Bangkok for the first time, and、um, it was much busier. It was the busiest city I've ever been to in my whole life at that point. But you notice that、um, these people in Bangkok like they dress very nice. Everybody dress super nice. Like they wear. I thought you like people in Vietnam better. Like physically in Hanoi, yes, but not in Ho Chi Minh. It's not like I like、okay. it. It's just like that's that's the difference, you know. It's not like I like it better. Um, I'm just 
appreciating how people dress in their cities. You mean you just he really appreciates Thai girls? I think he dated it like a four before. No, it's not four. It's actually forty. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they dress very nice.、Mm-hmm. They dress way nicer than I do in my minimum wage job. But I think this also is also goes back to they have so many choices that are cheap in fashion. Yeah, I think because you like they have just more more supply of stuff. Yeah, they do though. If you、they、know what、do. I mean. Like if you have if you want something of a particular style, you can find it for cheap somewhere. And I made a few friends、mm-hmm. in Thailand, right? And and they never buy expensive. I mean, they're young too, so. Whenever I buy something a little bit, you know, higher, they're like, "There's always something cheaper," and I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't have the time to find it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you're so busy. That's why your bushiness already started.、That's、true. I don't have the option. Okay, let me let me you know buy once in the whole year. Oh, I also eat crocodile meat in Thailand. I've never eaten crocodile meat before.、It's、similar to pork, but with. I remember. I remember that he went. I remember he was in Bangkok when he ate crocodile meat, and he texted me like, "Oh my god, I ate crocodile meat!" Like it was like the only thing that he could talk about for like a whole last day. <laughs> oh my god, I ate crocodile meat! Yeah, it was weird, man. Like, think about it. Some fucking crocodile, poor crocodile. That it was a baby crocodile. It was not a big one. It's a baby. The cold. I mean, you eat chicken, you eat pork, okay, you、mind. eat beef.、But、crocodiles are also, you know, valuable. <laughs> Um. Anyway, I mean, so are chickens. So are beef. Well, I'm 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 not a vegetarian, so I can't really judge you. Yeah, Never mind. Yeah, we should not get into that. You know, thing. People will hate us. <laughs> we don't want to be cancelled. <laughs> well, that's it for me. So this is um my time. I'm gonna cover my time in Korea, and this was 2017, I guess. I went there for a semester exchange for five months.、Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I feel like Korea has such a unique culture. I mean, obviously, <laughs> every country has like a unique culture, but this was a lot、um, different. Like I've seen, I think maybe one or two Korean dramas before, but when I was there, like it felt like it was like that, you know. <laughs>、um, you felt like you were in、like、a drama, but like. Not necessarily, but like the 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 food, the streets,、uh, how the people dress and look like, right? Like this also felt like very similar. Maybe not like over romanticized, like、um, you're a poor girl and then you meet a handsome rich guy in a town. There's a villain, <laughs> and like those kind of <laughs> dramatic stuff. But yeah, like how, basically how the people look, they really dress like that in in real life. The first thing that I noticed is, well, of course, like the bowing, the bow greetings. Like they do that, like for every person that you meet, even across the street. They, like they you have to do like bow. a bow, and yeah, and it's and it's really like a big seniority、um, hierarchy level thing. Like, or is it just like everyone should be polite kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, they work really much like oh, if you're younger, then you have to older, like older. address this person with this title. If he's older, then you need to be like more respectful. Like that's、uh, really like this kind of like social rules. Yeah, yeah, like oh yeah, Sunday or like、um, Dongseng, Oppa. You know, there's like for every person, there <laughs> there's is like I feel like for every person in your life, there's、polite. a difference. Yeah, <laughs> or how, like how to address those things. So that was, uh. 
yeah, that was like the first time that I really experienced a culture where there was so much into those hierarchy and different seniority levels. And then, um, oh yeah, and, and I think that Korea was also the country that I've been that was focused the most on appearance. And um, I think they call like Seoul the plastic surgery capital of the world, <laughs> but it's really honestly true. Like um, there is like plastic surgery, like there's so many plastic surgery agents. And what I felt like, what was the thing with like um, the 7-Elevens in China? Like there was like three in a radius of like one street. There are like five skincare, skincare and, and makeup shops in one street. Like you have so many makeup, you have so many skincare. Everybody is like with skincare and also the first time that I went there right like when we have pimples here you just have a pimple I mean of course you don't like it but you have a pimple right when they have but a there, pimple. like there's like just like they have a pimple there's just no shit they put like those pimple patches on there and they just go like we would use pimple patch here like at night right and you take it off uh-huh. outside but they're like don't like, they just go out put a pimple patch on and just like let it there for like the whole day like like it's not weird for them to wear pimple patches outside yeah, this was the first time that I knew pimple patches were a thing. So I bought them in bulk, right? Because this is like magic. I want those. So I'm still like using the ones that I bought back then. Copper. So yeah, like the emphasis on outer appearance is really, really um, big in Korea. And even I uh, was there only for a few months, right? But... Even I was like getting more conscious about my appearance, like because everybody, every girl, like was like on his on her fifteen step skincare every night and was like wearing makeup because it's like super cheap and also like the clothes that like yeah you follow like these trends. So I was like, oh my god, I need to look cute. And- <laughs> upgraded once again. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, I need to look cute too. And I was like buying makeup for like the first time in my life, and it's gonna sound like you know. Oh, you never wore makeup. So before. I can only imagine to, to like, be grow up there with such a social pressure to like adhere to these very rigid beauty standards. And I also heard that in Asia or in Korea, it's quite normal for girls to get like. Um, eyelid surgery as a like a double eyelid surgery as a present mm-hmm. for graduating high school from their <laughs> <Present>. parents <laughs> yeah like it was such a like I'm not shaming you or anything but it was really for me like a Why? a whole no. different type of yeah. because beauty standards and, and outer appearance is valued so much because you have to be pretty to get a good job because it's so competitive there as well and if everybody has the same grades and everybody has like the same achievements now what is the next thing that you're going to be better at well your looks and appearance wise i don't know if that's the reason but that's what i what i somewhere heard as something so it's very very focused on appearance yeah that that sucks oh yeah and the dating the dating scene was different than i i mean i never really dated before anyway so everything dating related is different but the dating scene there was also quite a interesting phenomenon like for example you, it's it's not weird to see people walking with couple wear like couples wearing like couple wear and love is i think a very much romanticized um event there like you have of course like your valentine's days but they also i feel like they have a love day every month um on the 14th so you have valentine's day then you have white day then you have like 
some another like day like every month i feel like they have like this special day where you can celebrate love or you can celebrate your singleness or whatever capitalism so a lot of couple wear <laughs> and a lot of uh couples like celebrating their over oh, 100 days together 200 days together 304 you know like that's a, a big thing like the couple culture i would say yeah and then the last thing of course like the food i love the food there but this was also the first time i ate a raw egg <laughs> because so we went there was this place this restaurant um near the university that i attended and they had like all you can eat um fried (laughs) non sushi (laughs) no all you can eat um how do you call that uh it's like what you eat with sushi but like the salmon the raw salmon sashimi yeah, so they all you can eat raw sashimi, like the oh. salmon one. But they also had like raw beef and they put a raw egg on top, right? So in my mind, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting salmonella from this because this is literally what you hear, <laughs> hear what you learn here in the Netherlands. Everything raw, like chicken, like eggs. Like, oh my God, if you eat that raw, you get <laughs> salmonella. <laughs> so I was shook, I was shook it, right? But I, in the end, I just ate it and it was pretty good. Because I don't care about salmonella. <laughs> Yeah, everybody was eating it there. So I was like, I don't know. It's just that it was a thing in Asia that people are not warned to get salmonella. Or you got, your chickens doesn't have salmonella or something. like. So that was my losing my raw egg virginity, I guess. <laughs> but that was just a brief um, observation what I noticed in Korea. There's much more, but... Yeah, Korea, Korea is a... I, I grew up country. with Korea culture because that's the only like TV series movies mm-hmm. that our television stations can buy and broadcast you know maybe there's some special deal they don't show us any american you know western movies or whatever they just show us korean and china that's it and so you know what i feel like it's like for western countries it's like america that sets the pop culture in 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 our places but like mm-hmm. i feel like in asia it's really korea that like that so sets the trends true. And and people follow and look like at the Korea media and and the K-pop stars. I really do notice that. I think that's, I uh, think when when you say that, I think it's entertainment mainly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Korean entertainment, movies, music, the influence. Yeah, probably the whole region, the whole Asia. Um. So that was my Korean observation. I think we go to the next one. The next the travel one. is. Going white to people. white people countries. I went to the US for free for school, quote unquote school. It was it was a short course, like funded by the US State Department. First impression, like the absolute first impression when I got there. So you hopped on a plane and you and landed in LAX. No. <laughs> With your dreams and your cardigan. <laughs> Well, I, I wish it was LA because it would have been much warmer. But I went to the East Coast while it was super cold. I got there and the airport is pretty warm, you know. Um, I didn't know that. Um, I went there at night. They come pick us up. And we and, and as soon as the doors open, the double doors, as soon as you're out of the second door, that's when the fucking snow hits. It's like it was snowing. And I wasn't prepared for that. I don't have a warm... You know, I I don't know how to what to expect. I've never been there. Nobody told me how cold it is. People will say, just, <laughs> just bring warm clothes. They don't tell you how what the level of warm it is. Whatever. 
So I bring some warm clothes. I bring a jacket. So I thought that that's fine. But then I was wearing the jacket, and I walk out. I'm like, "Fucking, this is so cold. My feet are cold. Everything uh-huh. is cold. My nose is cold. You know, instant. <laughs> it was like a five minute walk, but like, I was like shook. You know, that was a lot of shocks in the same time. <laughs> There's a fucking first time of snow, and the first time of fucking like crossing a fucking road, like looking at the cars. You never cross roads in Yangon before. In in in, in the U.S. because they um. I don't know. It's it's just a little different in the airport. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then it was super cold because I was expecting warm, right? Because in the airport it was warm, but I didn't know heaters exist. They use heaters there. <laughs> Shock. You only do like AC. Yeah, I thought that was a normal temperature. Yeah, never mind. Um, that was the first thing that greeted me. We I was there for a few weeks, and uh. Yeah, so we we're basically limited to this, I don't know, like three mile radius of university of campus. Yeah, of the campus in the middle of fucking nowhere. Because we have, we arrive at the capital, and from the capital to the school is like two three hours, a pretty long drive. Um, What do you mean? The capital is DC, right? You no, were in no, the East Coast. Capital of the state, Hartford. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I went Hartford. Yeah, Hartford is the capital. Uh-huh. I went there. You went to Hartford. Yes. That's the place where Rory Gilmore's grandmother lives and Richard Gilmore. I want to go to Hartford. Oh my god, I should have seen them. Is that Yale also close by, right? Yale is in New Haven. I went there too. You went to Yale. Yeah. Oh my god, I want to go to Yale just so I can make pictures of the places that Rory went. <laughs> okay, anyways. Gilmore Girl, then go part <laughs> over. Anyway, and it is true that um, in America everything is fucking big. The food, you know. Um, I had a burger the the night before, and it was like, fuck, it was the biggest burger I've ever had, like until now. Like I said, it was pretty big. But I finished it all because I'm I was hungry from the stupid airplane food. I don't like airplane food. Some people like airplane food. I hate it. Airplane food. I, like I love my business class airplane food. Oh my god, I would love to have some business class airplane food. <laughs> <laughs> Thank my sugar daddy for flying me business class. <laughs> But also, right, a few times uh, we ate there at the campus. So the campus pretty much represents that pre- represents basically everything. So the cereal options. There's like eggs. There's some omelet. There's some, you know, sausages and stuff. There's some pizza. That's um, that typical dining hall. They they have like you know three four dining halls. They serve different food for different cuisines. But my favorite morning breakfast is uh, omelet. Um, they have scrambled eggs too. You know, it's like for a typical like Dan you know, American breakfast style scrambled eggs. I like them too. And then I was eating for them for a few days. You know, because I like them. But I always <laughs> notice that it's a little different. I just thought that oh maybe it's because how they differently make it you know but then um I asked my friend and she said um that those are those are not real eggs this they don't come from um they're not actual scrambled eggs like they, they didn't cook it there I'm like what do you mean you know I I I don't get it and she said they're not cooked they're, they're, they come from a package basically they're fake scrambled eggs I'm like what what do you mean I have never eaten scrambled eggs. Like that, and I didn't notice it. But as soon as she said that, everything clicked right in my head. Like, oh my 
God, that's why it's like that. That's why I hate it. That's why it's not tastes taste like that. That's why it tastes like rubber sometimes. That's why, you know, it's like not fluffy. It's just so rubbery. I don't know. Something's wrong with the egg. And I never ate that scramble egg ever again. Yeah, that's my experience with American food. Some of them are really good, you know? Like- I really am excited for when I ever go to America, I really want to eat in and outs Wendy's, Chipotle. Oh, they have, I want to they eat like best- orange chicken, Express Panda. The best all of it. I want to eat like all of the fast foods that I've seen like online and I heard about. I want to eat all of them. Olive Garden. <laughs> what else do it. I know? I, I hope it's good. Yeah. It, their fast food is Taco good, Bell. Though. But I want to eat like typical American fast oh, like food. You, like you I want to have, have the big size. portions. You want to have... Yeah, big... I want to have the... Like I have the, like, the large refill <laughs> coke. I want to be sick to my stomach. <laughs> I want to have all of it. I want to have the fast food American experience. Oh, cheese. Bacons. Oh. Ooh. I want that too. The the best food I ate in America is the Asian food there. You said Asian foods in America sucks. Well, it's the better than the white food. <laughs> Obviously, Asian food is definitely superior to white yeah, food. It is though. Okay, well, let's we're continuing this. Um, another shock that I had on the first night I, I was there. It's um, there's no water bidets in the whole country. In in the in the toilets, you know, there's a. Everybody, I don't know if you have it in your country. I'm sorry if you don't, don't have, have it, it. You're missing out. We don't have it here. Exactly. That's not how it is. You need water to clean your ass. I thought it was weird when I came to Myanmar. It was one of the culture shocks that I have that too. Like, why are you guys have this weird thing, water thing? <laughs> what do you use it for? I was like confused, but now I love it. You see what I and mean? And now I miss it. Once you use it, like... You need it. But we, I don't know. Yeah, I need to clean so much more than paper and paper is wasteful. Why not use water? Exactly. Paper is so wasteful. Even in here, if you use the water, you don't need any fucking paper. You don't need to pay for toilet paper. So you just, when so when you're done pooping and you do your water beat that spraying thing, you just mm-hmm. immediately do your, pull up your pants? Well, not immediately. You wait for the water to like drip a little bit, and then you pull up the pants. It's fine. It's still wet, right? Like I no, don't know. I hate wet clothes or wet. It dries. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. It's better uh, than uh, having no. dry shit stuck in your ass. <laughs> 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 what is always is better true. than dry? You know, uh, that's disgusting. I don't know. I and feel, it's gonna I smell felt... if you don't use water. Ooh. Oh no! I missed. I, I missed that the whole time I was there. Yeah. You feel you were like, oh my god, my bottle is so dirty. I know. I clean it way more often than you know. I do it here because I don't have the cleaning. <laughs> so you always feel dirty. You just feel like there's fucking. I don't shit know. Just used to it. I don't know. It's just me. I don't know, but you need to clean properly. I don't know how you wipe your ass, but. No, it doesn't. You need water to clean. Have you ever cleaned your, your dirty dishes without water? It's exactly like that. It's exactly we like that. We use wet tissues too. Wet tissues are fine. I'm I'm okay with wet tissues and no water thing. You know, they 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 do it well. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. That's all. That was a lot of shit. <laughs> There's some <laughs> shit talk right there. <laughs> There's some trash talk. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on. 
<laughs> this is my last experience um, and also my last big travel which was Myanmar yeah uh, so yeah I was there for <laughs> I was there for 10 months and oddly enough like I didn't really come up with a lot of things even though there's so many freaking different things between the countries where I've been where I've come from but here are a few and I think one of the first thing where what I needed to do in Myanmar was to like get some cash or like make a payment for my apartment so I needed to go to a bank right <laughs> so I went to a I went to a bank I didn't know like what the fuck I was doing or how it works so when I was there I I I tried to talk to a guard because I don't know what to do like I went inside and I was like okay now what you know like do I need to get a ticket do I just walk onto the counter so I, I tried to like talk <laughs> to him he didn't speak English of course <laughs> so I was like okay I don't know what to do so then I had this paper and then everything worked out I asked another person and he helped me but honestly like they're like like the how do you call those like the cash counters or like the people on the register and like they just work and like behind they them, used to call them they're tellers. like yeah, tellers. And behind them, there's like billions and cash on cash on cash on stock. Like there's so much cash and like so <laughs> many, how do you call those? Leaflets? Notes. No. Notes. <laughs> there's so many notes like there, like just for the graphs, you know, if you're probably like can't grab it. But like, I don't know, like what about security? What about safety? Like, I don't know how you guys think that... I don't know. It was so weird for me. Like, you're just, like, handling so much cash. And I feel like the security is minimum. You can just... I feel like, like you can just, like, walk... Yeah, you can just walk over, like, get yourself over the counter and grab, like, a whole hand of cash and just walk out the door. The next one... I've had, of course, I was there and I wanted to use my phone, right? So I needed to get a phone number and like internet on it and like calling minutes so i was like asking my um colleague at the time i started like yo so uh how do i get this i was like yeah yeah just just buy one of the streets <laughs> like a, a sim card and you top it up. i was like top it up what do you mean don't i need to like get an um don't what do you, you call it like a, a plan <laughs> yeah like don't i need to like don't go to a, get a plan and stuff like do i need to like show my passport you know like all those registration things what we need to do here and it's like no, no, no just buy one off the street and and then give them some money and it'll top it up for you it's like okay you got a number so i got a, sorry i got a number it was honestly so easy and it was then like it's so like it's prepaid right i think like most of your phone usage is prepaid mm-hmm almost 100% and now yeah and like it's so cheap honestly like for a euro or something you can like 1gb and here it's so freaking expensive to to get like internet or like calling minutes and we have to mostly do like a plan like a monthly payment plan that you're stuck with for like one or two years but mm -hmm. there it's so easy it's so cheap you just top up some money you buy like a few gb a few calling minutes or whatever and then you're done. You're set. <laughs> and oh yeah, so I heard there were a lot of street dogs before I went, and I should like get myself a rabies shot, right? Before I went, but mm -hmm. I was like, nah, it's fine. I went to Southeast Asia. I didn't see many street dogs. I'm fine. I don't need to a rabies shot. And I came there, and there are like thousands of dogs in one street. <laughs> Okay, that's a exaggeration. You guys have so many street dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys have so many street dogs, and. 
at first I didn't realize the street dogs were like hostile, right? Because during the day they're very much okay. They don't really bother. They don't really bite much. But at night they're getting so scary. Like they bark at you. Maybe they chase you. Mm-hmm. So and then one of my friends got bitten, right? So he had to go to the hospital get like ten shots. In order to prevent yeah. rabies, and then at that point, I was like, "Yeah, I'm getting getting my rabies shots here now because I'm scared." That's one oh my shot, God, right? You're a street. And then you do it sometimes. You do it a few times, right? Yeah, one I had shot. to get three shots, three shots every two weeks or something. But once you don't have your rabies shots and you get bitten, you need to get like four shots at once in that like round. It's wild. Well, Honestly, like fun fact, you I don't, don't even have rabies shot. <laughs> And another thing in Myanmar I noticed was what I really actually was a pleasant surprise is so a lot of cultures have like their traditional clothing, right? But in Myanmar, people still wear that for like work and everyday life and go outside, right? It's like really a part of your everyday activities and your everyday life. It's not weird f- to wear like a full Burmese uh, clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's nice. Culture, it's just what are we? Yeah, I mean, you for example here, you don't see people like wearing traditional. I don't even know what kind What's of traditional, traditional Dutch clothes there is. <laughs> I don't even know, like very old, like milkmaid type of style, I guess, in that sense. But like we don't really have. But it was so fun and cool to see, like just you guys wearing your traditional clothing outside. But even I would say, like in Thailand, do they also they wear their do, traditional clothing outside? They only do special outside? occasions, just like Korea, Japan. Exactly. They do special like, how cool is that that you? Exactly. Like, how cool is it that you guys still wear those? You don't, though. You don't wear your um, longi. Because I don't know how to wear in fucking shirt. A longi is like a sarong, I think. Huh? Sarong? Sarong. What do they call Like a, a skirt. Like a long... A long... Uh, how would you describe a longi? It's this... It's like a sheet that you... <laughs> oh my god, I don't want to fit. But like a sheet that you, you wrap can, it over you your can, waist. You can... Um, <laughs> Describe it with words, not with my English skills or like knowledge of this level. I'll tell you how just, to Google just it. Just if you want to L O N G Y I, Google it. That's what it looks like. Uh, Longy, <laughs> and that's all funny because there's like a way how men like the way that men need to wear it, like with a knot in front. Oh, yeah. And there's like a women way to yeah. wear your longy. It's the same thing, but they wear it differently, and they look different after wearing it differently. That's interesting. Oh yeah. So also power cuts every day. Multiple times a day. Yeah, that's fine. That's normal. But I don't see them <laughs> having... But I don't haven't heard from you that you have them a lot anymore. Yeah, because they... I don't know. They figured it out a little. But but, but we did. We did have power cuts like a few days ago. We still do. I don't know. <laughs> it used to be when I was there, I had power cuts like every yeah. day. And I could like I was so weird for me like how can you not have electricity and then I realized there's so much that depends on electricity I couldn't have a warm shower I couldn't just like turn my AC on I couldn't charge do, my phone like my my fridge yeah my phone it was so weird so I always had like a external um, battery external battery like charge because of emergencies right because I didn't have like a backup uh, generator electricity generator at work we had but. So I was like, oh my god, like I, uh, this is such, I have such a first world problems. Like, how is this to live like this? Just having power gets so often. And sometimes it was for hours. Well, how do you want better? When I was about like six, seven, we get electricity like a few hours a day. We have it, we have a acid, acid liquid battery, like where you use in a car, but like way bigger in uh-huh. our house. There's an inverter which means that it turns the energy stored in the battery into AC. 
And then that's how you get electricity, and that's how you watch TV. Yeah, I can't relate at all, like、yeah. at all. So when the power is out, another thing you do that.、Mm-hmm. Another thing that I was so weird by was like like medicine and over the counter drugs、oh. um, and birth control, right? Because I was asking my friend. Because I didn't have enough birth control with me, so I was asking my friend, like, how do I get, like, do I need to get like a doctor's recipe or something? No, no, you just buy it at a drugstore. <laughs> That's so weird to me because here you need to like get it on a doctor's recipe, and then you need to go to like a special prescription,、um, recipe. <laughs> prescribed recipe. So you can't just buy it in like a normal drugstore, right? You need to like get the right doses and stuff. There you just like. Buy a freaking thing in like your average drugstore. I was like, oh my god, that's so、yeah. weird. Like, how do you know this is trustable? Like, I feel like a pregnant. I I got a flu vaccine. What is this? From a yeah, I just bought it. No doctor's recipe. Yeah, it's so weird. Is this everything we got? Yeah, I think we should stop it. It's been a long time. <laughs> I have to edit this. <laughs> I let's see what makes the cut and whatnot. Okay. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope to be back next week again and start to、um, upload regularly. Yes. Anyways, thank you for、uh, listening and goodbye. I want a new. <laughs> I <laughs> I want a new tune though. I feel like every ten minutes.